Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Olivier Jose, who is the Executive Vice President of Sequence Communications. How are you doing, Olivier? Yeah, very good. Uh, nice to meet you, Rick. Same here. Now, you're new to Sequence, right? Sorry, yes. Uh, I joined Sequence actually three months ago. Um, and uh, yeah, before that, I've been in the IoT industry for a very long time. I've been working uh, more than 20 years in uh, in uh, IoT in various positions uh, across the globe. So I'm now based in Paris. I used to be based in Canada and I used to be based in Hong Kong before. So I've, uh, I've seen a lot of different type of use cases and, uh, and customer using IoT technology. Okay, very good. So three months certainly gives you a little bit of time to uh, get the lay of the land over there. So uh, the discussion I'd like to start with is 5G. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the last five years, I've been I've been talking about 5G is six months out, 12 months out. And and we've been saying that for five years. And I, I know there's a fair amount of 5G in the consumer space, but I hardly see it at all on the industrial side. Why is well? First of all, are you seeing it on the industrial side, and if so, where? If not, why not? Yeah, so we start actually to see that uh, in uh, specific use cases in uh, in industrial, especially for uh, for very big uh, routers and gateways that need to have ultra low latency, high bandwidth, and very uh, longer lifetime. Uh, so we start to see five uh, G picking up. Uh, now it's only the beginning and you know as every time when you have new technology so we have seen that when the 3g came 4g came and now we are speaking with 5g um usually the first uh, takeoff is happening with uh, with mobile phone uh, and we have seen that on 5g with uh, with all the smartphones now uh, adopting uh, adopting 5g we have seen uh, the mno deploying a 5g network and we are now starting to see uh, industrial applications starting to pick up on uh, on 5G. Um, now 5G is a big uh, like you know 4G. There is a lot of different things in each of these uh, of these technologies, and I think it's important to double click on uh, on the different type of uh, of technology and uh, and use case. So maybe I can start uh, to to make a first uh, deep dive a little bit on what we have today on 4G and how this is going to evolve with 5G. Is that works for you, Rick? Sure. Yep, that works. So, looking at 4G, um, you have the broadband uh, of, of 4G, which is everything which is category uh, uh, category six and, and above. When we speak about uh, about 4G, and that is a very nice uh, type of uh, use cases that are going to be replaced uh, with uh, with 5G. So, we are speaking here about broadband, um, about devices that are uh, gigabyte uh, type of of devices. Uh, now in um, in in 4G we have lower category, so you have um, you have the Cat4, Cat3 uh, categories. Uh, then after you have the Cat1 and you have LPWA with the category M uh, categories that are done for low bandwidth type of uh, of use case. And here 5G is not yet addressing this type of use cases, so we need to wait for the next generation of 5G. And actually now there is. Um, an updated uh, standard around 5G, which is called the 5G Red Cap, reduced capability. So they are basically the standardization bodies took what you have today with uh, with 5G, reduce uh, the, the capabilities of, uh, of this standard. 
to be able to address low bandwidth type of device. Now, when I speak about low bandwidth, we still speak about 500 megabytes type of, of devices, uh, but at least it's a step down uh, of, of the broadband device to be able to address certain type of, of devices that are today being addressed with, with 4G. Uh, now, moving forward, we still not have with 5G a replacement of what we have today uh, on 4G with a Cat1 or Cat1 bis or even with with KTM, which is a very low bandwidth of, uh, of 4G. Uh, does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. Let's talk about the infrastructure side. You know, the, the devices seem to be equipped, but if you don't have the infrastructure, more so on the industrial side, it doesn't matter what happens in the devices because you, you don't have the support there. Are, are, are you seeing that the in infrastructure for industrial applications is being built out? Yeah, so we start, yeah, we, we, we are seeing uh, deployment from, uh, from all the public network. Now, I think say that today, any 5G device has a fallback in 4G, because as you say, you don't have coverage everywhere and you still need to work, so you, you still have a fallback with, uh, with 4G. Uh, we are going to start to see standalone uh, 5G, uh, where you have only 5G uh, capabilities, so that is coming. Uh, but for that, again, you need to have a very good coverage and it's not yet here. Uh, so we still need to wait a little bit more to get uh, a broader coverage. Now, once again, if your use case is an industrial gateways in a factory, in a, in a police car, in an ambulance, where you need to have ultra low uh, latency, uh, high bandwidth for video use cases, and, and you want to have the best in class type of network with a long lifetime, the best today is to use a 5G with 4G fallback. Uh, that is what, what will give you the, the, better, um, the, the better life and, and the better capabilities. Moving forward, again, as things are going to evolve, we are going to see 5G standalone type of devices, uh, when again, uh, the network will be fully available. And that again, will allow to address the high bandwidth broadband type of use cases. Okay. Is 5G the big thing that everybody's predicting it's going to be, or is it is it just a stopping point for some of these other technologies that you talked about? No, I think is um, again wireless technology. You have this generation, so we spoke about 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G. So 5G is really a big uh, stepping stone, uh, cornerstone in uh, in, um, in in the standardization. We are starting, but it's very, very early to speak about 6G, so you will have at some point the next gen. But there's a big uh, difference between 4G and 5G because you have to build out a new infrastructure, and we didn't have to do that for some of the other technologies. So there is big changing, uh, big changes happening from an infra standpoint, which bring a lot of benefit, and, and especially now we, the way the network are, are going to be structured and the technology are going to use are going to evolve to be more cloud-based type of, of network and, and technologies. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's an evolution. The, the move from 2G to 3G was a big move uh, because we are moving to, to IP type of technologies and so on. The move to 3G to 4G was a big move as well. So each time you have a new technology, it's always, always a, a, big, uh, a big step. Uh, they bring a lot of value and um, for, for, for customer, consumer, and, uh, and industrial use cases. Uh, but, but so 5G is one of these uh, one of these big steps which is which is happening in the industry. 
Now, again, as any of these big steps, it takes time. So things does not happen overnight. Yep. So sometimes there is a little bit of hype, everybody speak about it and so on. And after you wonder why it didn't go that fast. Yes, because it's a complex topic. Uh, you need to do the primer, you need to change technology, you need to develop new chipset and all of that. So between the standardization and the release and the time that you have something fully deployed, fully available, it takes years. Uh, years, it takes five to 10 years sometimes. So it's, um, it's a long process. Uh, so sometimes we may have the perception that there are some hype, but behind the hype, there is real work and, uh, and, and real activity ongoing, which takes some time, unfortunately. And where does Sequence fit into this equation? So Sequence is a, is a leading company developing chipset uh, in, uh, for IoT. Uh, so we have been developing a chipset for what we call the massive IoT, which is a lower category, KTM, uh, NB IoT, Cat1, Cat1bis. But we do develop as well a 5G chipset targeting um, targeting broadband IoT use cases. Uh, and, and we, are, we already did, uh, did an announcement about that. Uh, and we are, uh, we are actively uh, promoting this chipset and uh, starting to work with our first uh, lead customers. Do you tend to supply it as a black box like a lot of the other RF technologies where your customers, they don't know that much about what you guys do or the technology. They just want something they could put on their board and they, and they, and they have confidence that it's going to work. Yes, yeah, so, so the goal, we are the expert uh, related to all this complexity of technologies and, you know, RF, uh, digital uh, protocol stack and all of that uh, and we do work with customers that focus on their use case so developing an initial gateways and other type of, um, of uh, fixed wireless access type of devices or uh, mobile devices and so on so they, they are the, the expert of the specific use case and we bring the expertise in, in wireless uh, and we aim to make it as easy as possible to use it by our customers so, and what about the testing process? Do you help your customers with that or are they on their own? Because like I said, a lot of them, this is sort of like a black art to them. Yeah, so we, we on all the different steps, whether uh, it's design, certification, production, and so on, we, we, we help our customer to make sure that the, 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 the process is as seamless as possible. And again, we are selling cheap at the end of the day. So, we will be able to sell cheap only if our customers are successful, uh, meaning that they sell their own devices. So it's extremely critical for us to make sure that they will be successful at the end of the day and we support them along the process. Very good. Well, thank you, Olivier. It's been uh, encouraging, I would say, because I, yeah. I'm still waiting for this technology to, to jump up and say, here I am, use me. And we yeah, have to and again, it's coming, 5G is coming, it's there and it's going to, to come in and, uh, and I think to accelerate in the next uh, in the next few years. Now, having said that, 4G will be still around for a, a while, especially for the lower category. So we spoke quickly about uh, 5G uh, head cap uh, that is going to replace, let's say, uh, what is today in 4G LTE uh, category 4 type of devices. Um, now, we still have category one, and especially now you have the new category one bis uh, type of technology in 4G that will stay for a very long time, very attractive in terms of cost and capabilities. You have even lower the category M type of devices, and that will stay for a while because we don't have today an equivalent in 5G. So they are working on that on, from a standardization standpoint. There is discussion ongoing on what we call 
e-redcap, which is enhanced redcap capability. So to improve again what they have done with redcap to make it even more efficient to be maybe on par with what we have today with Cat one but it's not yet specified, which means that this technology will take a, a lot of time to, uh, to go around, which means that there is still a very long time for what we have today on, on 4G, and 4G is, is a very mature technology and has been here for, for more than a decade now. Um, and, uh, and this technology is, yeah, will go around and, and we see a lot of investments still ongoing on 4G. So that's also the difficulty for industry. You need to be able to address both the new type of technology, do the investment and so on and so on. But on the same time, you have the existing technology where you continue to invest to make it even better and more efficient. Very good. Well, thank you, Olivier. I appreciate you taking the time to help educate the audience because, well, educate me as well, because I certainly need to be educated on this topic. No, it was a, it was a pleasure and uh, again, happy to, happy to help and educate. So don't hesitate to reach out if you need any, any further yep. information. Very good. That was Olivier Pose, Executive Vice President with Sequence Communications, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.